0: Cowboys 37, Giants 18, welcome to Talking Giants, I'm your host Bobby Skinner, coming to you with my co-host Danny King, the Giants lose on Monday Night Football on a game that we were leading with five seconds left in the first half, seemed like nothing went right in this game after that, after that black cat showed up on the field, I don't believe in all that stuff, but... It's hard to argue that the game changed at that point. A lot to unpack from Daniel Jones to Pat Shermer, referees, the O line. The, I mean, just a lot to unpack, Danny. Danny, give me your overall thoughts, and we can start diving into some stuff.
1: I mean, we're usually upbeat guys. I mean, even after losses, we're low down. But like this loss was something else, man. This it's it's hard to watch the Giants right now. It's it's painful. It, it feels like my love for football is being sucked away every time I watch this team play just because I, I, I just, I don't know, man. They're just, this was the true Giants tonight. Uh, th- this was a game that was, the opportunity was there to win. The Cowboys clearly wanted us to win this game or, you know what I mean by that. And we just didn't want it. They just wanted it more. It's it, it, it's painful to watch. And uh, I don't know. Um, I'm annoyed. Uh, just, a terrible game all around, and I, I'm with you. That black hat that really changed it. I I I'm with you. I don't believe in that stuff, but clearly, tonight there was some mischief going on in MedLife Stadium because it's it was just a terrible game all around. And yeah, you know, we'll jump into all of that.
0: Yeah, and you know, the, there a little bit of perspective I have is because because you know what, I am down on Shermer, and I know I've kind of been labeled as like like a Pat Shermer defender. I've just been like, a, let's slow our roll and let's look at things with context. But I am like losing confidence in Shermer. Uh, I can't, now I can't say that with full confidence until like we actually go and look at the full tape just because it's like we can't see the routes on TV. But what you, we can see is that we were in the red zone three times and, and came away with a field goal. Um, the only perspective I have is going into this game, ask yourself, did you think the Giants were a better football team than the Cowboys? And at any part of this game, did you think the Giants were a better football team than the Cowboys? Because I didn't. Even when we were up, I never was like, oh, we are better than this team. It was like, oh, man, maybe we can squeak this thing out and, and pull this one out if, if things go our way. And they didn't. Um, whether it's the refs. Let, let's wait on the refs. I, I want to talk about Daniel Jones, man. It seems like... I know he had a great game against Detroit last week. But... It, and it seems like everything's difficult for him and not like, not like, Oh, like he just has a hard time like playing good. It just seems like every play it's somebody in super tight coverage or he's getting pressured like crazy. I just feel like there's no like easy plays for him. And that's where I look at Pat Schirmer is like, man, why is, why is there no easy plays for this rookie QB? The,
1: the red zone. Uh, it's, that's what lost us this game. The Giants could not capitalize when they got in the end zone. I, I'm with you. They. It just seems like the Giants don't have plays that work with Daniel Jones. And as you said, we've been defenders of Shermer, but like it, tonight was the first night where I'm like, is he the guy? I I, I hate to say that, but it, my confidence in him is waning and. I don't know what he can do to change it. I still believe he's here for the long haul with Dave Gellman, but the the red zone, that killed us. You have to punch the football in, in those situations. That interception on the very first play, we settled for a field goal. A field goal like, one inside the five or at the five? Pathetic. And just multiple times over and over again, we got to the red zone. That 65-yard run by or catch by Saquon Barkley, we couldn't even put a touchdown on the board, man. It's frustrating, it's, it's aggravating, and yeah, we're going to talk about the officials, but we can only blame the officials for so much, and yeah, but my confidence of Pat Shermer is waning, and I don't know, I, I right now, I'm after this game, I don't believe the head coach is in New York that'll help us win games. I, I hate that I say that, I know I'm giving in to everyone else, but um, it, my confidence right now is at a low for Shermer and... I know Dave Gellman won't make the change because they're in here for the long haul, but I don't know what needs to be done. But I don't want to change. It's such like a balancing act because you don't want to change coach with Daniel Jones this soon into his career. I know the Jets did it, but look what Sam Donald's doing now. He's struggling mightily under Adam Gase. So it's such a balancing act. It's such a delicate procedure how you're going to attack that. I believe Sherman will still be here next year, but I don't have the confidence in him right now to lead us back to the promised land.
0: Yeah, it's, and I don't, I don't like a hundred percent disagree because I just like, as much as I don't think like, like Pat Schirmer has gotten too much blame in previous games, but there's also been like, um, like, like, and I think he's had really good, well coached games, but I also, it's like, he hasn't blown me away either. Um, and I know it's, it's with the rookie QB, but I feel like Daniel Jones makes pretty good decisions and there's just not like easy plays for him. And, 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 You know, I don't want to be too reactive to the situation because there was easy games, plays for him against Detroit. There was, you know, easy plays in Tampa and Washington. Um, But it seemed like Minnesota, New England, Arizona, and this game, there was just, like, nothing easy there for him. Um, And I feel like I'm missing a game somewhere in there. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say. And, like, if I say I have to, you know, practice what I preach, like, we don't see the routes on TV. So we honestly don't really know the play to line. And, and you actually have to sit there and you can't just react off one, you know, from seeing the play one time to what even the route combinations were. So a lot of this is speculative, but it's more of just like questioning the results. Like we get into the red zone, we don't score touchdowns. Um, that at the that, that end of the game where we call that screen and it ends up being third and 22 and, you know, with six minutes left, we're in fourth and 16 and, you know, we don't go for, for five and a half, six minutes left. I, I I was torn. I was like I was, honestly like, I was like, I don't know. Like, should you go for it here? I kind of lean towards yes. It's because like, do we expect to get the ball back twice? Um, we didn't, we punted, we punted. I mean, the game was over after that. Uh, it just, and like, I'm not losing any like hope in Daniel Jones. Cause I think he like made the plays that were there. The fumbles like are like, they are alarming that he fumbles this much. Um, that being said, like somebody has to get a hold of him in this offseason, whether it's Tiki Barber or they if you can get, bring Tom Coffin in to figure out what it is to like take care of those fumbles. I think fumbles are extremely fixable, but a lot of the fumbles too have been like Nate Solder getting his ass beat off the edge and he's getting like it's in, you know, the in the back, like in his back swing. So like not all fumbles are, are created equal. Um, So, yeah, like, I I don't know. And then the interception at the end of the half, I actually, like I said before that, go for it, wing it, go for it. Like, what do you got to lose? You know, know, we're not, we're two and six. Um, And when he, when he threw that ball deep, it, it wasn't a good throw, but it was also like just taking a chance, which I didn't hate. And Slayton never got his head turned around to even make a play or to like stop them from making a play. He dropped the pass on the first down of that series. Um. So I, I didn't like that was the least of like the Daniel Jones worries for me that, in this game.
1: I'm going to disagree with you there, Bobby. Obviously, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but I am I'm, I'm going to look at it again. But if I'm correct, I, I remember I feel like Evan Ingram was a little bit open for a quick, easy pass. I just didn't agree with it because that just changed momentum. It gave Dallas I, it just gave Dallas an opportunity to put three on the board. They scored ten points in like fifty something seconds. It's horrend- it's unacceptable on both offense and defensive side of the ball. And to that whole Daniel Jones fumble thing I we've been hammering home his he can his ball security is an issue. You know who he needs you. You were talking about that. Eli Manning had Jared Lorenzo to really help him with like his ball security. Like Jared Lorenzo would like wrap him around. Like that's why Eli was able to get out of that sack in the Super Bowl. Jared Lorenzo really trained him for that. He needs someone like that. And, and Alex Tanney's not that guy. Eli Manning is not that guy. I don't know what he needs to change, just to at least have some better ball security in that aspect. But to your other point with the edge, Nate Solder. That I, I I turned off the TV and once Daniel Jones got hit and that ball went in the air, I turned it off because I saw Nate Soldier get beat and it was just clockwork from there. Nate Soldier, I don't I don't as much as I said I my faith of Pat Sherman's waiting, my faith in Nate Soldier is gone. I have no faith in that guy to be a left tackle. There's really at this point no difference between him and Eric Flowers. So he needs— we need to draft someone, sign someone. I'd rather draft someone at this point to build someone up. But our left tackle is not on this team right now. I don't want him on this team next year. You need to trade him, cut him. I don't care what the cost is if we cut him. I don't want him on this team anymore. He is a terrible left tackle.
0: Yeah, he's got to be done in the offseason. It's I mean, we don't even if it gets a little bit better as the season goes on. He he's shown who he is, and who he is is not a good left tackle.
1: He got better at the end of last season, and we all thought, oh, the upside is coming from Nate Solder. Nothing from Nate Solder this year. I, D- Dave Gall was not afraid to admit mistakes. I believe he'll admit his mistake this off season with Solder.
0: Yeah, I believe Solder's been out, and and Remmers, who didn't have a great, a good game by any means, like Remmers has been a superior tackle. To, to Nate Soldier this entire season. He really has been. More so in the past game, but he's he's been better than Nate Soldier. And that sh- and that showed up in like early in this season, like week two, week three. Like, I remember messaging people I'm like like I kind of think Remmers is better than Soldier. Um and Zeitler, I don't know if it's a shoulder or what. And I hate to say this because I love Zeitler. But he really hasn't been good this year. He hasn't been like I'm not saying he's had like horrible games. But, like, he has has he dominated anybody? Like, not really. Um, he gave up uh, at least one sack in this game, maybe two. Uh, you know, I have to go back and look and see exactly what happened. But Zeitler has not looked really good. I mean, the offensive line is a struggle. I know Hernandez got into into it uh, with uh, some guys this week. Or, or you know, with, with Dallas, with Robert Quinn and whatnot. It came to a point where it's like, all right, can someone just punch somebody? Or or just shut up.
1: So like, true. So I, true.
0: I, I was just I was so over the talking and grabbing and pushing each other. It's like either just fight or shut up because you guys pushing each other is not proving anything. It just proves that you guys aren't willing to fight.
1: Yeah, Zyler I don't know. How come we get an offensive of line? It feels like they just like if they become they're not the same. It's it's frustrating. I don't know why offensive of line can't play well for us. I don't know what it is, but it's just something with us. And yeah. Uh, Remmers, as you said, nothing spectacular, but Miles better than Solder, and he, he'll, he'll, I don't think, I'm not sure what will happen with Remmers in the offseason, whether he gets re-signed or he goes elsewhere, but he'll probably get a decent payday if it's not from us. Uh, yeah, Zeidler. I don't know what it is with him, I feel like his shoulder has to be bothering him to a point, because he's just not the same, and to Hernandez, I, I don't know how he was not flagged on some occasions, but yeah, it was like... The, Joe Tessitore and Booker McFarland like, oh, it's a classic NFC rivalry. It's like, no, we're just pushing each other. And like, this was like the like the 80s. I mean, I wasn't around in the 80s, but you know they'd be like throwing punches at that point. So, yeah, it was, it was just pushing and shoving. So, it, yeah, it reached a point where, like Quinn and like Will Hernandez were like, well, they're just grabbing onto each other. Quinn had a hand and Hernandez's face mask is like, yeah, at this point, just just punch someone. What do we have to lose at this point? But, yeah, frustrating off of the line play. Uh just, just the story of the Giants' life, frustrated offensive of line play.
0: I want to talk about Saquon. I don't think he's healthy. I know he had the long screen pass, but that was more just like running. He wasn't juking or anything. He didn't have to hit a hole. Like, he was not – and I get, like, there wasn't necessarily, like, huge holes there. But he wasn't hitting the hole hard. He wasn't juking or spinning in the hole. Like, he wasn't doing anything special. Um, like like I said that that long pass was nothing crazy. I mean his his left his ankle or I can't remember which ankle it is, but his like one of those ankles the the hurt one is taped up like crazy. Somebody tweeted at me that he admitted that he wasn't 100 percent before the game. I didn't see that. He he just doesn't look healthy. And you know I I don't want to be like results based, but you know he had 14 carries for 28 yards. He just he just he looked like Wayne Goldman out there to be honest.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe he said something on that uh, interview with Monday Night Football. But, yeah, he's not the same old Saquon. He's, he, yeah, he's just not explosive. Yeah, that 65-yard play I tweeted out, like, there's Saquon. But, like, as you said, it was one play. Just look at everything else. The results aren't there. He's just not Saquon of old. I'm a few. He's clearly not healthy. And after tonight's loss, it's something that's – talk about injuries – I, I am. I think I'm falling on board with just putting Shepard on IR. What's the point in risking him, with his already a second concussion? I know that's just a complete change of subject, but just talking about like injuries, that just reminded me of that. I don't see the aspect of even risking Shepard this year. Just put him on IR and just end it. Then to Saquon, I know he won't go on IR, and the Giants will still keep running him, but he's just not healthy. And I feel like it will reach a point where the Giants decide to pull the plug on Saquon this year and just call it a wrap and keep him healthy for next year. Cause that's when I feel like the giants should hit their stride is next year. But I felt like I said that last year that the giants could hit their stride this year. And I mean, at-,
0: at the end of the day, this is a rebuilding team. The Cowboys are a better team. I know we're kind of depressed in the moment and we're, you know, we're the only show that records right after a game, especially on a Monday night, but big picture, like we knew going into this game that we weren't going to win. I mean, I mean, did we think we were going to win yet? Yeah. I,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, no. There, if you fought, we had a chance. Like, to this win is
0: the result we thought, like, was going to happen. Now, yeah. obviously, we were in there, and, it's, and, like, and you know, we take losses hard no matter what our expectations are. But at the end of the day, like, we didn't expect to win this game. I, and that's not to say that, like, our, some of our questions aren't valid. But, like, did, did we think we were a better team than the Cowboys? I mean, I don't think any of us did.
1: I know I said on uh, what, Friday show that I really believe the Giants can win this game and, and I meant that because Charles was coming off a bye and I felt like Daniel Jones had a good game against Detroit that there is reason for optimism and that optimism was there in the, the first quarter, second quarter but then it just all fell off and I, I just saw this now, Evan Ingram said on uh, whether, he said the Jets is a can't lose game, every game is a can't lose game, it's the Giants that have like one of the easiest schedules to uh, end the year. I really don't see many games the Giants can win, I'm being honest with you. Uh, it, it's going to be a struggle to watch these Giants for the rest of November, December. It's another month of November, December where Giants football means nothing. And yes, it's a rebuilding phase, f- but like, even though we're on a podcast right now, we're first fans and we want to see our team succeed. And it's, it's going to be a struggle for these next few months to, to watch this team. Uh, it's painful but we're going to be here after every game and just going to talk about probably more Giants losses. I mean, hey, we still got one more Monday Night Football game to talk about a Giants loss. That's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Um,
1: Do we want to talk about the refs now? Do we want to get our let's, anger out? Let's,
0: let's take a break, and then we'll, we'll come back and start with that and then talk about the defense. All
1: right. So, take a
0: break. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's talk about the refs quickly. I, I don't want to dwell on it. This pass interference crap, and I, I, like Pat Schirmer, stop challenging it. They've made their decision they're not going to do it. But on the same side, the refs can just go and shove it, dude. They're just – are decided that they're not going to do their jobs correctly. I don't understand how they're – just get rid of the rule. I'd be completely fine with getting rid of the rule. I didn't like the rule in the first place because you get pinned in these stupid-ass situations. I hate that crap, man. And teams are just wasting, like, Patrick is was just wasting uh, challenges and timeouts because of it. It's such a stupid rule. And it's like, it's clear. It's not even like, de- I'm not even talking about the ones that are debatable. When they're just flat out clear. And they're not they're not overturning it. They've made a decision. We are not overturning it. It's just, like, you're, the rule is making the game worse. A rule that is supposed to, like, make the game better and more perfect is making it worse because the refs have just literally decided they're not going to do their job correctly.
1: Yeah, as you say, you don't want to dwell on the refs too much because we're the ones in the end that lost us this game, but I was all for the pass rule because I thought it would help the game out, but clearly I was wrong, and it has made the game worse. It, it, it The NFL, it's reaching a point where it's, the officials are making this game unwatchable. They're really sucking my joy out for this game of football, and it's gonna have to be addressed this offseason. I don't know, like, what the refs. It Clay Martin. I I was a fan of Clay Martin, but tonight he's once, he's just on the he's just on the list of refs that I don't like. His team lost control of the game, and they were just just terrible calls. And I guarantee you, on that DeAndre Baker call, I i I would put money down on this. If say if the roles were reversed and I was a Giants receiver and a Cowboys corner, no way that flag is thrown. I would put money down on that. Maybe that's just me pulling the speculation station, but the refs are terrible, and, and just not even for the Giants, for the Cowboys, what? they made some poor calls as well. Let me get that clear.
0: Yeah, and what's crazy is that was a bad call on the DeAndre Baker pass interference. It was a bad call after they didn't overturn the pass interference. So you think they could have gave us a makeup call? If the, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to dwell on the refs, but it's. Yeah. It is frustrating that we... Ha- I, I hate talking about the refs. I hate blaming the refs. And I'm not blaming the refs for this game. They didn't lose the game no. for the Giants. The Giants lost the game on their own. But it is frustrating to have to come on and talk about them on like every other episode.
1: Yeah, this is this is, the show isn't called Talking Refs. It's called Talking Giants. But we somehow always have to end up talking about the refs because they make these calls. And it's, it's frustrating to a point. And it's going to have to be addressed this offseason because really officials are going to... Are, are what's going to be there the just needs to be some right. accountability. Yeah, Like there's just
0: no accountability. There's no punishments for anything.
1: Yeah, as I said, they they show up. They can make a bad call. They get their paycheck, they're on to their next assignment, and there's no repercussions. The none. It's it's horrendous what officials have done to this league.
0: Uh, let's talk about the defense. I, I didn't think it was a, like a horribly called game. I thought I thought it was a pretty decently called game by Betcher. There was some times where I was frustrated, but, you know, looking back, it it could have just been my frustration speaking like, you know, that, that third and twelve at the end of the game where it looked like DeAndre Baker was the only one playing zone. Um, I think Booger had that one, right? So that one's on Baker, but still like, like I don't know why we rushed four on third and long. Like we, we can, we cannot get to the quarterback and our, you know, we have young corners. I, now I will say, I was really glad to see Corey Ballantyne out there. And we had talked about, like, can not like, can he play nickel? Like, let's, I mean, it's got to be better than Grant Haley. I know he had a touchdown that was called back because of a penalty. And he gave him some catches. But I thought he was more impressive than Grant Haley was.
1: Oh, easily. I was that was a great choice to put Ballantyne out there because, while you're still trying to win games, you've got to see what other guys bring to the table. Now it's the first step. The next guy that I'll probably get a look at at some point, I would assume, is Julian Love. So I was happy to see Corey Ballantyne out there. And yeah, I'm with you. The defense didn't play a terrible game. I sent on my takeaways, the defense played well. And then uh, someone responded to me. Which, and their point is very valid. I He says the D, he doesn't think the defense played well. And... I said they gave our offense plenty of chances to score. They, that mono bend but don't break, they followed that. They gave up, they did not allow Dallas to get touchdowns until at least the end of the game. They gave up field goals and they gave the Giants opportunities to score and take leads, but they just didn't capitalize. And he's, the, Dallas made mistakes and the defense took advantage. And that's what good defenses do. And they did their job for that majority of the game. And, and I feel like that's the problem. Our offense, are they when our defense plays well they just can't take advantage of it and i the team cannot play with uh without the lead if, if they're behind that's pretty much game over and we saw it. the giants had a lead and they were playing well but then they lost that lead and then like it's a different mindset something it just they just weren't the same team so if the giants don't have the lead they feel like they don't have that confidence to play well especially on offense and the defense, they did as much as they could, and it just ended up short. But, yeah, this I was happy to see Corey Valentine out there because I would, he's someone that we had a lot of faith in in the preseason. And Grant Haley, who I'm a fan of, he just doesn't have it this year. And uh, something else we also got to see by the end of the year is Sam Beal. What does he bring to the table? That's another thing we have to think about.
0: Yeah, we should get at least a glimpse at him next week, at least on the roster, maybe not playing. Um we continue to get killed in the outside outside zone run uh arizona did to us obviously dallas did in this game zeke just tore us apart he had 23 carries 139 yards you know pollard out of three for 21 just completely get killed in that outside zone um and that is because Al Ogletree is not very good and david mayo sucks uh I've gotten heat for like not being in love with David Mayo. David Mayo sucks. He's not a good middle linebacker. He should never be starting in the NFL. Tay Davis is better than him. People like, came at me for saying that. I would rather have Tay Davis. Tay Davis can go out. He's faster. He can make more plays. He's a better pass rusher. Like letting go of Tay Davis to have David Mayo starting was a huge mistake—or not a huge mistake, but a mistake by the Giants. Um, we just can't—we can't flow with the outside run, and we just get completely killed by it. Ogletree gets sealed off every time by a tight end or a tackle. Um and it's uh it's a problem. So um thoughts, Danny.
1: The linebacker position It's the Tay Davis thing. I I I I'm not a fan of Tay Davis personally. I, I prefer BJ Goodson over him. The problem with the linebacker position was we wouldn't have to be having David Mayo out there if Ryan Connolly was healthy. Unfortunately, that non contact injury took him out. And he's obviously the future middle linebacker. And Ogletree, this was his worst play game since coming back from his hamstring injury. But yeah, that outside run's killing us. But the linebacker position, I don't know what the answer is there. We know we have Ryan Connolly, but what's I mean, the answer? It's
0: Connolly and somebody
1: else. Yeah, that, I mean. that's, a, yeah that's the thing. Is it someone they bring in a free agency? Is it? I would assume they're gonna have to draft middle linebacker at, in this draft. But Ryan Connolly, he's a future linebacker. Barron, maybe this injury is has it will make it him a different player. It that Connolly's out, man. I know he
0: looks so good and he was a playmaker for the team. It, it really does suck that he's out because he was such a fun player to watch on this defense. On a defense where there's really not any fun players to watch.
1: Yeah, this defense just doesn't have. Fun players to watch. And that's just the main question right now looking ahead to next year. you got Ryan Connolly. Who will be the guy next to him? Because let's say Ryan Connolly, he's still the same Ryan Connolly after his torn ACL. Who's the guy next to Ryan Connolly? Ogletree, he's the spiritual leader of this defense, but... You need someone younger, because look at that yeah, linebacker we can duo. We could find a new
0: spiritual leader. I could care less. No yeah,
1: no, yeah, easily. But just look at that linebacker duo of uh, Leigh and Jalen Smith. I know they didn't play together tonight, but they are sideline the sideline linebackers. They are, the, like, in my opinion, what makes that Dallas defense great. We need to find that guy. We need to find the Jalen Smith to Ryan Connolly, because I personally believe Ryan Connolly is our Leigh Van Der We just need to find someone that blends well with him. And there's got to be someone out there. Just the question is who and where the Giants. And I feel like you got to go young in a position. Where would they go with him in that draft? I would assume second round because there's some quality linebackers in the second round. That's a position they need in the offseason and one that will get addressed. Uh, I'm not sure what they'll do with Ogletree. Maybe they'll trade him. Maybe they'll cut him. I don't know what they'll do with Ogletree. But this defense... I. It has all the potential. Leonard Williams, he got pressure on Dak Prescott all night, uh, not all night. You mo- most of the plays he was in there. Leonard Williams at least affected the play. My- it
0: seemed like he wasn't even in, in the. Second yeah, that,
1: that's half. The, yeah. In the second half, he wasn't in there. But Dexter Lawrence, he made some. He was decent tonight as well. The Giants' defense, they're they have all the players. I just I'm just not sure right now. They have the correct scheme and. They're just missing a, fee- a few pieces here and there, free safety and linebacker in particular. In my well, opinion. the
0: positive note is that the players that we need to be good are good. And Dexter Lawrence, um, now DeAndre Baker played bad, but I think he's improved a lot over the season. And he, he kind of he faced up against a really good Dallas team. Like, don't forget the Cowboys are good. Like I know they lost to the Jets, but that was a fluke. The Cowboys are a good football team. Like, I don't care what anybody says. They're a good football team. They're gonna win. They're gonna win the NFC East, and I think they're gonna be able to make like noise in the playoffs. I don't know how far they're gonna go. Uh, I think that all depends on Dak. You know, hot take. It depends on their quarterback. But Dallas is a freaking good football team with a lot of weapons. They have Zeke, who's a top three to five uh, running back in this league. Um, Gallup and Cooper with Cobb, like in slot, like that's a really good wide receiver core. It's not like it's not a blow you away receiver core, but it's a really good one. Jason Witten at tight end. Blake Jarwin, who's just our killer, uh, Ogletree screwed us on that play. I don't know what he was doing, and then just horrible tackling at the end. Um, and you know what? If we tackle him with the five, maybe they, we keep him the three because we were doing that, uh, you know, at, at times in the game.
1: Yeah, when when Jason Witten finally decides that it's over, Blake Jarwin will be our Jason Witten. Like there's he he has of f- all of his touchdowns against us. Or he has five of six against us. It's he's a frustrating guy to to play against, especially as a Giants fan. So, yeah, this Dallas team's good. I don't. I'm a few. I think they're the NFC East winners. I don't see the Eagles. They they beat the Bears, and people are crowning the Eagles as like this like their resurrection. Not the Bears are not a good team right now. Mitchell Trubisky is struggling at quarterback. Their defense isn't the same. So I'm a few. I think Dallas wins the East, and they'll easily make noise in the playoffs. They're while well, they've lost to they've beaten their they've beaten the bad teams they've lost to some good teams but that's what the nfl is you got to beat the bad teams to just to be as good so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a game the giants had the potential to win because dallas was not on their a game for the majority of that first half but that getting those 10 points gave dallas that like life they needed to go out there and win and this giants team all around they just weren't the same the defense gave opportunities but they just—they folded in the end, and it just led to another Giants loss. And I feel like this is going to be the same motto for at least for probably the rest of the season. The defense, they made plays, but it just fell apart in the end because the offense couldn't help them out. And I'm going to be honest with you, Bobby, next Sunday's game against the Jets, that that is going to be a horrendous game to watch. Two terrible teams are going to be going at it, and to be quite honest, I—, I yeah, I wouldn't put it past the Giants that they lose to the Jets. I can't believe I just said that, but I, I said it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I want to watch this game over again. Usually when we record these, these, these Monday episodes, we've, we've watched the TV copy a second time. Obviously, don't have the time to do that with it being Monday Night Football. But I, I want to watch this game again. And I feel like there will be some like, moments where I'm like, man, I overreacted. Um, but, you know, we're just not happy. Like, losing sucks. I don't care like what your expectations are. Losing sucks, especially when you, you got to freaking hop on a microphone right after doing these episodes. Absolutely sucks because you have to like I don't know. It just sucks. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't want to drag. I mean, is there anything else we we missed? Antoine Betha is back. He's he's an amazing safety. Uh, again. No, no, uh, <laughs>
1: that, that, that's a good one. But I uh, we do have something we need to address. Alder Gross House. what oh, happened to yeah. him? He was Mr. I was so confident last year. I was like, you put all grosses out there for a six-yard field goal. I would feel so confident in him to make it. But now every time he trots out there for an extra point, I'm worried. I don't know. It's got to be a simple mechanic that he's doing wrong here because he was Mr. Reliable all last year, and now he's not. I don't know what he's doing wrong. I wish there was a way just to get a look at, like, the like the kicking, just like look at like their feet to see what they're doing because there's something wrong here, Rosas, but I'm not a kicker. So I can't tell what he's doing wrong, but it, he's become a liability. And then extra points say like that extra point is going to cost us this game. No matter what, even if this offensive defense played well.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll see me break down a lot of things, but I, I, I don't think I can break down kicker stuff. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, I mean, I, got you, I it, mean, so. you, you do see it happen with kickers, though. They'll have an amazing year, and the next year they'll suck, and vice versa. Um, I don't know. I'm not happy with Pat Shermer. Not calling to be fired because I don't. I think it's silly to call for someone to be fired if you on on uh, on an afternoon where you weren't calling for him to be fired that morning
1: um actually we we're the crazy ones because i'm pretty sure if i would just look at the giants uh toward the eye there we go uh fire Shermer, fire gentlemen and Shermer. oh that's interesting right there double so yeah we're we're technically the crazy ones for not calling for pat Shermer's fire and even though today we kind of bended the knee a little bit because our faith in pat Shermer has waned in this game at least yeah. because we're mad
0: and that's the thing is like i've never been like oh like you guys just don't understand Shermer. i've just been like you know what like you're just mad and calling for him to be fired. Um, like, you can be disciplined. Like, and, like, on that, when I went on that rant, I guess it was two weeks ago, maybe after the Arizona game, like a 15-minute like you know, rant of, like, why you shouldn't be calling for him to be fired. We were also pretty critical with, of him in that episode. So it's not like we're not critical. It's just like, can we not overreact to everything? I mean, like and like I said at the beginning of the show, let's keep it in perspective. Did we expect to beat this Cowboys team? No. Now, does that make it any easier? Hell no. Like I, every loss sucks. Every loss kills me. But I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll see how I feel on Thursday after I, you know, went through the film a couple times. Um. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that's all I got, Danny. Unless there's anything else you want to add.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I'm gonna do my usual thing. I'm gonna dread having to go back and get clips from this game, but I'm gonna do it. But obviously, our opinions will change probably from tonight until Thursday whether that's for that we're fully on board with firing a Shermer or where we take back what we said about Shermer here today. I feel like there's potential we take what we said back a little bit here today. But
0: I, I mean, I don't think we're going like, to take anything back. Yeah, I, just, no, you know like, what I don't about. think either one of us are calling from the fired. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can say like you don't have a lot of trust with him and also say like, I don't think he should be fired because I don't think 49ers had a lot of trust in, in Kyle Shanahan last year. And I can't, and I understand, like, and when you bring that up, Giants fans will say, oh, but he does this, and he does this, and his quarterback was hurt. But, again, like, I'm telling you, 49ers fans last year, weren't, they weren't hearing any of that. So we kind of, like, get stuck in this bubble of our own team when we don't look at, like, the the rest of the league and what's going on. So, I don't know. That, that's a show. We appreciate you guys. If You can subscribe, rate, and review. We may not be good at this, but we, we are the only podcast that will have one out the day after a Monday night football game. Yeah. We're dealing crazy ones. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back. Uh, We haven't decided if we'll do Thursday or Friday. We're only going to do one episode uh, uh, later this week because of, because of it being on Monday night. Um, So we'll, we'll mix pregame with questions and and film cleanup. Uh, Maybe we'll, we'll have that out on Thursday. So we'll, we'll see. Anyways, we appreciate you guys. And we will talk soon. Until then, let's go big blue.